class, it's Ashley, and I'm excited to give you a mini insider into the Mentor Me Accelerator. Listen to one of my mentees, Aman, talk about session five of the Mentor Me Accelerator. In this session, we talk about interview and negotiation strategy, and Aman talks about how these strategies have helped her feel more confident about her job search and her ability to position herself as a top candidate. Listen in. I will say that this just made me feel like the session just really made me feel powerful. Like, yes, I, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like when approaching positions, it was kind of like, oh, pick me. What can I do to have you pick me? And it's shifting my mindset to say, hey, I'm the prize, and this is how I can make your your business, like I have a good point of view. I have these great experiences. I don't have to feel like I'm an imposter anyway, or, or be perfect in order to create good business results because I've already created that in the past. And this just helps me feel more confident as a, like as a professional that I can, you know, cause I did, even with all of these classes, I still kind of felt nervous. Like, well, mm -hmm. you know, if I join somewhere new, am I able, am I going to be able to do what I've done in my current role. Um, and this makes me feel more confident that, you know, I can continue to be successful somewhere else. If you want the same level of confidence as you advance your career and position yourself for the highest levels of leadership in your industry, apply for the accelerator today at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator. Again, that's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org backslash accelerator. I can't wait to have you a part of the next cohort. Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School on Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. If you haven't already, check us out on Instagram at School on Life Podcast. That's at S-C-H-O-L-I-N Life Podcast. There you can find episode notes and previews of each episode. This week in Mentor Moment, I wanted to remind you that applications for the Mentor Me Accelerator are now available. The next cohort is March cohort and applications close next week on Friday. That's right, applications for the March cohort of the Accelerator close next week on Friday, February 26th. And so if you know you are ready to have more impact and make more money at work, you'll want to be a part of that March uh, cohort. And you can find applications at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator. I'm really excited um, because March will march, March will mark <laughs> the fifth time I've run the accelerator in small group cohort and it gets better and better and better every cohort. I'm so proud uh, of the accelerator as it is the premier program of the Mentor Me uh, program suite. And it is the starting point for new and mid-level professionals to really move from where they are to where they want to be in their career. And I can share with you that some of the places where um, mentees desire to be are really focused around, um, you know, that desire to be seen. And we're going to talk more about that in I Digress this week. Um, but I think one of the things that I'm finding is that so many women before working with me really desire um, to be seen. Um, I had recently joked that like I kind of stacked the deck when it comes to mentor me uh, because I only accept women in the program who are very good at what they do. They already have had some type of success in their career and they're really 
really looking to leverage their existing success to advance. And so, you know, for that reason, you know, if no other mentor, me mentees, you know, see a lot of success through the program. But I think what's also ex is exciting is that I'm really committed to seeing my mentees win. And so when they secure those new roles, when they have increased job confidence, when they see those five-figure salary increases, um, and when their overall lives are more improved through as a result of mentor me strategies, I'm never surprised. You know, I, I know that I get to work with an elite group of women, women who, you know, have advanced degrees, women who have three, five, 10 years worth of experiences. And so when I apply mentor me proven strategies on top of that, they are of course going to see success um, because we're, we're not starting from scratch, right? We're starting with their years of experience. We're starting with their credentials. We're starting with their strengths. And then I just teach you how to leverage those strengths to really get what you want. So if you're trying to understand like, you know, what are the results of mentor me? Like how, like, how am I making this investment? Like, what am I going to see on the other end? That's what you're going to see. You're going to see that salary increase on average. My mentees are seeing $10,000 salary increases from the time that they enroll in the program to the time of our 90 day follow-up. Right. Um, you know, most of my mentees are seeing increased job confidence, which is a big deal for them because so often they've been job searching by themselves for months, sometimes years and not seeing any results, like literally like not getting callbacks, not getting offers. Um, and then through applying those strategies, they really finally are able to see the results that they desire, starting to get the callback, starting to like really see people say like, oh, I want her. And I think that that like plays into that, like, I know I'm good at what I do. I know I have value, but I was never able to really position it before mentor me. And th those are the kind of results that you can expect to see. And I think another one that I'm really proud of is to be able to help my mentees secure raises and promotions or to transition into new um, roles and even industries as a result of being a part of that program. It really is like the, the name Accelerator isn't just because that was a cool name on the internet. Like it really does accelerate um, professional women's career in a meaningful way. And so I'm so excited to have you a part of that program. You can um, apply to be a part of the program at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator. And let me tell you a little bit about how that'll work. So you'll go to that website. Um, there you'll be able to read more about the program. You'll click apply. Um, and there you'll be asked to fill out a short application and then schedule a 20 minute phone conversation with me. Um, it usually happens via Zoom, but we'll hop on a Zoom. It really just gives me an opportunity to learn more about you. Um, I really want to know what's going well in your career right now, where you're seeing pain points and it helps me understand how I can best serve you as a mentor and to ensure that the accelerator is absolutely going to be the best fit for you. Um, so you'll have that um, you'll have that conversation with me after you fill out the application. And then um, on that phone call, if you'll get you're a good fit, I'll invite you into the program. You'll be able to make your first payment right on the phone call. Um, and then we'll get you set up in orientation and with your pre-work so um, that you can get started even before the program starts um, in early March. So if you know like that's the kind of support that you need at this stage in your career. Um, and if you have questions that you really want to hop on a phone call with me and really ask about the program to identify if it's a good fit for you, you definitely want to go to mentor-me.org backslash accelerator. You want to apply for the program, schedule that phone call for us to hop on a phone call um, and make sure that we connect this week um, so that you don't miss out on an opportunity to be a part of this cohort. And I'm so excited to serve as your mentor. So next up is I digress. And this week, um, Marcy and I are talking about the desire to be seen. We believe that we all have an innate desire to be seen. 
we're designed to show out, right? To showcase how beautifully and wonderfully we're made. But too often we don't receive the recognition or the visibility that we desire. So listen to this week's episode as Marcy and I discuss the importance of being seen, being recognized uh, for the value that we bring to those who are around us and to life itself. So let's start with um, Marcy. In what ways do you desire to be seen? What I think is hilarious about this question is that I generally don't desire to be seen. Like I tend to quote unquote hide, if you will. Um, I imagine that there is an innate desire to be seen because I think that we all do. But I know that I'm generally not one who seeks out the limelight um, for whatever reason that is. But I think that when I focus on my professional life, I desire to be seen because I want to make an impact. And so I think that if there are ways I want to be seen, I want to be seen in a way that um, teaches people to take care of themselves and their mental health. And so even though that's still a little cringy for me, I'm okay with putting myself out there if it means that I get to teach women and I get to be a role model for women and I, Black women and I get to show up for them in a way that supports them. And in turn, honestly, um, when I help to heal other people, it helps to heal me too. And so those are the ways I want to be seen in terms of my private life. Like, that's just not something I think anybody needs to see per se. Um, and so professionally and the impact and the ways that I want to serve, I think those are the ways that I desire to be seen. What about you, Ashley? What ways do you desire to be seen? Well, before I go on to me, I'm just going to shrink you a little bit to say that like, you know, someone just did their very first live on Instagram and it was so good. It was awful. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, stop it. It was so good. And I only hopped, I was only able to catch the end of it. So I hopped on like, a, you know, once you had kind of gotten to it, but you're such a natural and it was so good. And, you know, I think that even like if you like you're like oh I don't desire to be seen but like I don't think being seen isn't like hey I'm you know I'm over here I'm doing a show like watch me watch me it's like you desire for people to like see you and value you like like to be seen by your friends by your husband by your parents like you desire for them to like recognize that you are like exist like if if no one ever like acknowledged that you existed that would hurt you hurt your feeling like you you would feel a void right you desire like you said to like serve you desire to show up for black women to teach them to show, serve as a role model to teach them what's available to them to teach them how to be selfish right like that is a that's a that's a desire and I think that sometimes like even though we have a desire to be seen we shrink right like you talked about like you kind of shrink because you don't re you don't really want to be seen like you want to be seen but you don't want nobody to see you it's like <laughs> it's like I want like I want to serve but I don't want to be seen I don't want nobody I don't want to know it's me right <laughs> and I think that you're not alone in that I know so many of our listeners are going to resonate with that like because because I know I know that we desire to be seen deeply, innately. Like we want people to love on us. We want people to honor our existence, but it's so scary if somebody actually does it. It's like um, one of my business coaches talks about like, the first step of business is like, nobody sees me, nobody sees me. And you're like shouting from the rooftop. Nobody sees me I'm trying to get myself out there. I'm trying to gain visibility. Ain't nobody watching my lives. Ain't nobody clicking on my stuff. And then people click on it. And you're like, oh my God, they see me. Let me go hide. I can't believe she, 
Oh, who following me? Oh, no. Uh-uh. I, see, I, I like to keep myself private. I don't like people in my business. It's like, what? You For years, you've been talking about, ain't nobody paying attention to you. Not people paying attention to you. Oh, see, I just, I like to be, I like to keep my life separate. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on here? So so it's this this, this dissonance, right? Like this cognitive dissonance, I guess. Um, but yes, I, in what, like the question was like, in what ways do I desire to be seen? I think for me, I desire for people to see me and like as someone who like they feel like is connected to them in a meaningful way. Like I don't need everybody to see me, but I need my people to see me, if that makes sense. Like I don't need to be necessarily seen by everybody. Um, this is why like on like social media or even in my like private life, like when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you, right? Like I'm not like, I don't, I hate group texts or group threads. Cause I'm like, who am I talking to? Like, I need to know who I'm talking to. I need you to hear me if I'm talking to you. Right. So like that kind of thing, like I really, I desire to be seen by people I love. I desire to be seen by my, my siblings and, you know, my girlfriends and my partner. And I desire to be seen by them in like deep and meaningful ways. Not like, oh, you look cute today or I like your hair, but like, wow, like um, my boyfriend, the other comp, they gave me a call. He's like, your skin is so clear. And I was like, thank you. I do be drinking my water and minding my business. That makes me feel seen because like, I mean, you see me all the time. My skin does look really clear, but like you like see me, see me. Like you see, like, you know what I'm saying? I just, that just made me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like those kind of compliments are like, you know, people like, like, wow, like I see, like you're much more positive than you used to be. Like your mindset is totally different. Like you see, like you see me doing the work that feels makes me feel seen and i love that um and i think like as it relates to my business you know i i want to be seen by professional women as the premier career development professional to serve them well and help them like advance their life to make more money and to have more impact kind of like you talked about marcy like to have like a real impact in their lives um you know as a clinician like i decided to do that as a career professional and so um yeah I think that like I want I want when when they think about career development when they think about who can help them in their career when they think about the next steps in their career I want them to think about me I want to be seen in that way um and I think that that's like really important to me and I think that this desire to be seen is innate like I think you know as a believer I think it comes from God like I think God sees us uh so clearly he knows who we are you know we are beautifully and wonderfully made he formed us in his own like vision and I think that like he sees us and we just we desire that same visibility on earth um you know i i think and i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think that they're like we like we are we are we were put in community we weren't out we are not we were not designed to be isolated humans and we talk a lot about community connection on the show all the time so like i really believe in that and i believe that that desire to be seen helps us value community more like if you know you desire to be seen by your partner by your you know by your friends or whatever and so we're in community and we can see each other right and that's a good thing um but i believe that the desire is innate where do you think that that desire comes from yeah i agree i think a part of it just really has to do with us strongly being tied to relationship building and being humans we desire to be amongst one another and the only way that you can have deep and meaningful connections with people is by being seen and is by um, connecting with people in that way. So I was actually listening to a, a podcast recently that talked about the fear of rejection and what that meant when we were like thousands of years old. If you were rejected from your tribe and from your group, you would die, literally. And so this idea that 
we won't be able to survive if we're not connected with other people. I think it's still, like you said, kind of biologically ingrained in us. But right now we would not not survive, right? Like we wouldn't necessarily die in the, <laughs> the same way. But I think that that desire to be seen and to be um, meaningfully and authentically connected with other people is extremely important. And it comes from, I think, a way back time where not being seen and not being validated and not having meaningful connections really did mean the end of your life. And now it doesn't necessarily mean that, but it does in a lot of ways mean that you may not necessarily be as happy or you may not necessarily be as fulfilled if you are not being seen. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, sometimes we, like we talked about, we shrink and we hide. And so in some ways we make ourselves not be seen or we try not to be seen. And that can also be damaging for a variety of different reasons. But I would agree with you in a sense that in my personal life, which isn't the, like, I think that we have to honor that being seen in the world today has a lot to do with social media and like what you're posting and who's watching and who's liking. But I do think that like the things that people don't see on social media, like for example, I actually had a conversation with a friend earlier today and we were talking about um, like the highlight reel of social media. And I shared with her uh, what my husband did for me for Valentine's Day, which was not posted on any social media platform. And she just, she mentioned how if she didn't know me personally, she would have either thought that I was lying or that I was trying to like show um, how perfect my relationship is. And that's fascinating to me because like, I don't care about what people post on social media. Like if for a variety of different reasons, mostly because you have no idea what happens behind the scenes, but it was nice because I felt seen by her without me having to post anything on social media. So I think it's just important that when we're talking about being seen, it is from people who validate and who really do know who we are without there having to be the social media component. Like, I think it's so much deeper than that. And so when I think about the ways that I feel seen, it is through my husband. It is through the people who, if I never posted another image or shared another status, they would know what's going on with me. And they would be, they are smart enough to know that just because I'm not posting on social, that doesn't mean that I don't have a life or there's nothing going on with me. You know, like some people, they only see you on Instagram. And so they're like, girl, you ain't posted today what's happening. So anyway, I think that those are some of the um, the ways that I feel seen personally is by those people who show up and inquire and know, like she even said, my friend even said earlier that she prays for me all the time. And so it's stuff like, like those very meaningful things allow me to be seen. Um, and I honestly, like, I can't necessarily say what ways I'm not seen because the ways that I guess I desire to be seen I am seen in by the people who matter and I would say that maybe the ways that I don't feel seen I don't necessarily invest a lot of energy into because it isn't that important to me so uh, what ways do you presently feel very seen and in what ways don't you feel very seen yeah I'll start with the ways I don't feel seen um I think that I don't often feel seen as like a person who 
like needs rest or respite. I'm definitely like a high achieving kind of go-getter. I like to have a full life. I'm very busy and I like it that way and it's on purpose. But all the time people are like, when do you sleep? How do you do it all? And I'm just like, girl, I sleep like at night. Like, or like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I do do a lot, but I don't do it all. And I certainly don't do it by myself, right? Like, and I think that, like people don't see me as like, I think people see me as like, oh, like, wow, like she do so much. And I, I guess, you know, as a compliment, part of it's like, oh, like she's very busy. She has a full life. Like how, you know, how does she do it? But I guess I, I don't feel seen all the time as like a person who like requires rest and respite and help. And I do require it and I have it and I achieve it. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm so glad that like, I haven't played into the false narrative of how other people see me. Like, I'm so glad that I haven't played into the, oh, I don't need help. I don't need rest. I can go, go, go. Like, because I think sometimes, and I I know this is true for other women, is like people's perception of you will change your perception of yourself in the way you behave in the world. And I know Ashley requires rest. Like people like, ask me how I do it. I literally schedule the rest. Like I schedule, like do nothing time on my calendar. I, I schedule like not, I am not processing a single thing in my mind time. Um, when people, like I was recently a guest on another podcast and she was like, what's your favorite self-care activity? And I was like doing nothing. My favorite self-care activity is not having an activity. <laughs> um, and so like, yeah, that's like, that's like what that is. I think I definitely feel seen in many of the ways I desire. So, you know, like when I was talking about, like, I really want to be seen as like the premier career advancement professional for professional women. I definitely feel like I'm growing my visibility in that way. And I think more and more people are seeing me like that. And that's something I'm really proud of. Um, I think I am seen as the foremost expert in online education in my industry. And that's something I'm really proud of. I, I know, like for I had a staff meeting this morning and my staff really sees me as, you know, uh, a great leader, a great supervisor, someone who they feel re- really well supported by. That's important. That's an important way for me to be seen. And I do feel like that. I feel like I'm seen as like a trustworthy professional by my supervisors. That kind of stuff is like really important to me. I think I'm seen as a good sister by my siblings. I think I'm seen as a good daughter by my dad. I think I'm seen as a good girlfriend by my partner, right? Those are ways that I really desire to be seen. And I feel like, you know, I am seen that way. I, I'm showing up for people that way. And, and that is the way I'm seen. And I think that a lot of frustration for people comes when they're like, I'm doing the work, I'm doing the work, I'm doing the work, and and nobody's seeing them in the ways that they're doing the work. And so I think if that's true for you, one of the things I want you to evaluate, and I'm like totally off topic right now, but one of the things I want you to evaluate is like, what do people expect of you? Because I think a lot of our frustration and a lot of our like, nobody cares about me. And that's not to mock you. It's literally to say like, I get it and I do see you. But I I think sometimes we play ourselves when we are doing the most and nobody expects that of us. You're doing the most for so-and-so and and -and so-and-so ain't ask you for that. And now you mad because so-and-so don't see you, but you out of alignment, you, you, you exceeding expectations in a way that's not helpful <laughs> to you or to that person. Cause they don't even value it. They don't even see you like that. So I really just want you to, I want to encourage you if you, if you don't feel seen in the ways that you desire, I, I really want you to evaluate the expectations. Um, and how do I do that? Ashley, you just ask them, Hey, what do you expect of me in this relationship on this job, uh, in this friendship, in this business relationship? Like, what what do you expect of me? And they will tell you. 
and then see if that's aligned with what you're doing. If it's not, get an alignment and then tell them what you need, right? To be successful in that role, in that relationship. And because it, it is about reciprocity, it's not just what they expect, but it's also about the reciprocity of what you need. And I think that can help if you don't feel seen in the ways that you desire. And, and then you work on the alignment, right? So the, if, if you say, okay, in order for me to meet your expectations, I'm gonna need this, this, and this, then you can really get clear on if they can they, if they can give you what you need, and then you can decide if I wanna stay in this situation or if I wanna leave it. So for example, in the world of work, right? Like if you feel like I'm not seen at work, nobody values me, I don't really feel like they see me as the expert that I am, they're not paying me you know, for what I need. You know, you ask them like, what are your expectations of me in this role? You know, I've been in this role three years, six months, 17 years, like what do you expect of me at this point? Okay, they tell you what they expect. Based on your expectations, I'm gonna need this. I'm gonna need a raise, I'm gonna need a promotion, I'm gonna need more visibility. I may need to attend these meetings. I may need to supervise people, et cetera, et cetera. You tell them like, hey, this is what I need from you, right? And if they can't meet those needs, then that's how you know it's time for you to transition, right? Into a new role, into a new career path, into a new industry. It might be time to make the change. So um, Marcy, what about you? For women who don't feel presently seen, what can they do to gain the visibility that they desire? In some ways, I think that our feeling unseen has a lot to do with our feeling worthy and not good enough. And so like kind of the opposite, like I do think that knowing what people's expectations of you are important, but also the opposite of that is recognizing that people might just not have these expectations for you at all. And it's okay for you to be doing exactly what you're doing right now and you to be fine. But if you're not necessarily embracing that you're doing all of these things and that you honestly probably don't have to do them, your worth and your I'm good enough, that tank is depleting. And so if you're able to say like, I'm a boss at this job, I'm killing it. Like I'm doing an amazing job. I don't necessarily, not saying that you don't need validation at your job or you don't need validation in your relationship. I'm not saying that you don't need that, but I also wonder like, are you actually getting it and you're not able to embrace it because you don't feel like you're doing enough, right? Like you have a partner who is at home with you and like, babe, love you so much. Like you're amazing, you're great, but you're like busting your behind because you feel like you're not doing enough. So can you actually even hear them saying to you that you're great and that you are being seen? So I think that like definitely knowing what the expectations are and recognizing where you are enough and you are worthy and the things that you're doing are great and amazing and lovely and being able like I think that once you come from a place of I am enough you get to actually experience and see that people are validating you and people are seeing you rather than looking at it from a deficit and you have you feel like you have to climb so far up to be seen so it may also just be a part of changing your lens um, and recognizing that you're already coming from abundance and not from deficit. Yeah, I like that. Like the idea that maybe maybe you are valued and people are seeing you, but not in the ways that you desire, or you're so busy, quote unquote, trying to be seen that you don't see the ways they're seeing you. It's almost like a love language thing. Like maybe they're like seeing you and they're affirming you and affirming you. And you're like, actually, I need a gift. You know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe it's just like, um, it's that kind of thing. So that's good. And I and I just hope that if you are not being seen right now and you need some support around that, that you be intentional about getting that, that you might be intentional about slowing down, that you might be intentional about having the tough conversation so that you can feel seen, feel worthy, feel valued in the ways that you desire. And we digress. 
So next up is All Black Everything. Marcy, what do you have for us this week? So this week in All Black Everything, like I mentioned, I really want to celebrate and honor people this month who are making history right now. Um, and I'm really excited because I, one of my line sisters is an author and she just released a new book um, called The Gilded Ones. She said that it like sold out the first day or something like that on Amazon. It just came out on February 9th and it is a bold, immersive, West African inspired and empowering feminist fantasy story that follows 16 year old Dika living in Altera, a deeply patriarchal ancient kingdom. Hello, um, current and relevant themes. There's a woman there, a woman's pure, uh, but there, a woman's worth is tied to her purity and she must bleed to prove it. But when Dika bleeds gold, the color of impurity or that of a demon, she faces a consequence worse than death. She is saved by a mysterious woman who tells Dika of her true nature and the story just goes off from there. But what is dope about this is she, like this book is a part of a trilogy and it has already been picked up by Misha Green who worked on Lovecraft Country to become a movie. So I am super excited about this. Namina Forna is the author's name. She is actually going to be writing the script um, for the movie and working with Misha Green and a bunch of other producers and writers and all that fun stuff. So I'm just really excited for her. I'm excited to know her and to be a part of this journey with her. And if you are a reader and you love fantasy and you love all things Black Girl Magic, because that's exactly what this book is, I would definitely encourage you to check it out. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited for all the history that she is going to be making. Yes, come on, Soror. We're so proud of you. Congratulations on selling out your book and the pickup and visibility. You are being seen <laughs> um, and visibility of all the things that you're doing. That's so exciting. Thanks so much for bringing that uh, to the podcast. And I guess maybe there's like a wait list or something for a republish that we can put in the link uh, show notes. Yeah, I'm assuming that um, Amazon will just restock them. Okay. when they come out but I will definitely I will double check and make sure and I okay. will put a link in there for sure yay okay wonderful we'll make sure that that's in the show notes everyone um and next up is selfish tip of the week Marcy how can you help us be more selfish yeah so this week the selfish tip of the week is don't lose yourself in your relationships so over the weekend I did my very first IG live who knew that I had never done an IG live in three years and we talked about how Having relationships with other people, like we mentioned earlier, is so important and it's an important part of being selfish and practicing self-love, but it is just as if not more important to maintain your full identity and your relationship with yourself while also being able to show up in another relationship. In our romantic relationships in particular, we often get like wrapped up in the idea of just having the relationship and the joys and the beauty that comes with that relationship. It's fun, it's exciting, but a lot of times we start to lose our sense of self and who we are as we get caught up in the rapture of love. So this week, I just wanted to remind you all to stay true to yourself. One way to do that is to keep and maintain your self-care routine. Like Ashley said, she has a scheduled time to do nothing. So don't let your partner take away your schedule time to do nothing boundaries the more you show up fully for yourself the more you're going to be able to enhance the ways that you show up in your relationship so this week's session is exclusively on ig live right now i have not taken the time to upload to you youtube is short and sweet so head over to at b underscore self underscore ish and check it out 
Yes, I love the idea of sort of prioritizing yourself even while you're in a relationship, romantic or otherwise, and being selfish. So we'll put a link in the um, show notes as well for you to check that out. And last but not least, uh, it's TVT. And in full transparency, Marcy and I usually talk about TVT before we record, but we did not. But I think, Marcy, I'm pretty sure, fingers crossed, we've both seen this and it's a perfect time to talk about it. Uh, Brandy and Whitney Houston, Cinderella. Yes, yes. Yes, I actually watched it again this weekend. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. I thought, you know, we know each other. So I figured you might have came across this. So um, the vocal Bible and the voice um, have teamed up many years ago um, to record uh, our favorite version of Cinderella. And it was recently re-released on Disney Plus over the weekend. Um, So, so many new generations are now experiencing the joy of our faves, uh, just like blowing us away uh, musically. And so, um, I just thought we'd spend a little time talking about the wonder and magic of Cinderella. Um, so Marcy, you you um, watched over the weekend, like anything that you like noticed or just fell in love with again um, in watching? So I think that what I fell in love with again, because I don't remember, like the movie came out in 1997, which blew my mind. So I don't remember what I felt like when I first heard Impossible. But this time when I heard it again, I was just like, in tears because I'm like oh my gosh anything is possible everything is possible every day (laughs) every day fools are making things happen every day and so I just remember being just so blown away by that message and not even just in terms of like of course the song is about a princess meeting her prince or whatever but it really hit me in so many different ways about so many other things because what that's not even the most important thing about it so that was really powerful but then also something that I was sitting with was um the the diversity of the cast and how nobody questioned it right like what can we talk briefly about how them two white people had Asian child like can we briefly speak to that I am still and no and not even two white people it was Whoopi Goldberg and the white man oh yeah it sure was and they had the whole Asian child I still have no idea like how we got there but I remember when the movie came out that I do remember was that it wasn't like this big thing it was just like okay this is happening let's let's go with it so those are the two things that stood out the most for me I mean I watched um just like a reprise with Brandy and Todrick uh over the weekend they kind of like did a like preview or whatever and uh, Brandy's vocal range like like I don't even know if I can describe it in words. It's like, it's so first of all, Brandy often talks about how she's her own backup singer, like all, almost all of her song, like she does all of the backup vocals, which is like phenomenal, right? But like when she sings live, she's also doing her backup. How do you sing different octaves, different like ranges while you're singing a song? Like, like when you listen to Brandy and you're just like, how many people are singing? Did you hear that? Like, oh wait, okay, what, what? Like, you can't even keep up. Like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like seeing the face of God. You can't stare directly at it. It's like so beautiful. And then Whitney, God, I miss her so much. I miss her so much. And I just, I wish that she, she was here for, to, for us to um, celebrate her 
because I, I think we like I hope Brandy sees the celebration I'm standing girl um so like I hope she sees the celebration but like I hate that Whitney's not here to see it but just to see them on screen like just to see the magic there was so much twinkle right so much twinkle in the eyes of them um you know Brandy's still staying you know she'll let you know you know that was her godmother you know she'll let you know and I if I had that kind of relationship with Whitney Houston I too would be letting you know like each day every time you see me oh you know Whitney <laughs> you know you what you know Whitney, you know Whitney like I would do that too because clearly Whitney Houston and yes I do um just like everybody on that cast can sing down um that was just really dope um and Cinderella is just such a beautiful um it's a beautiful story like I don't even when I think of Cinderella I like don't even think about the prince and like I don't even think about that I just think about like women bossing up and getting pretty and going to dances and like having a godmother and her like putting you on like I just what I'd be thinking about I'll be thinking about that man so I just think it's wonderful um and I'm so glad like I said before that new generations of children and grown people <laughs> can watch Whitney and Brandy in their element so beautiful um so that wraps up this week's episode of school on life thanks so much for listening we have i think one more episode this month in black history month uh, we'll be celebrating us um, and then we're moving into women's history month in march and we are very excited we plan to have a number of guests uh to invite on the show to talk um, about their stories and to bring you new and fresh perspectives and ideas so we're really excited about that um this is a great time for you to tell a friend about school on life share the podcast with somebody you know, somebody you love, and somebody who's looking to have more authentic and meaningful conversations about life, love, and libations um, in their everyday lives. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.